Welcome, everybody, to your favorite day of the week. My favorite Friday of the year, dude. It is freaking Augusta is week. Is it? Oh, oh, oh my okay. God. Okay. I, like, how's, I'm Tiger, you, how's Tiger doing today? He was minus he one yesterday. He hasn't how's, started. Hasn't he, teed had, off yet? Okay. he hasn't teed off yet. Uh, I'm telling you guys right now, the white half of me, this is like my favorite time of the year. <laughs> this is just like I'm, I've started to do gardening outside again, starting to mow the lawn, get the get the get all that figured out. I'm I'm watching. I have three TVs in the other room that are all on Augusta. Uh, the Dodgers are getting ready to, to, to kick off their season. It is just yeah. spring is in the air, baby. Yeah. And whoo. It is. It is Spring glorious. Yeah, it's. It's. Yeah. Uh, it is. Uh, for for the locals here in LA, I live in the valley, but um, it's it's already what it's ten fifteen here. It's already in the nineties here yeah, in LA. Not, so it's beautiful outside right now. It's like like high sixties. It's gonna dip into like the low sixties tonight. Probably make a bonfire. Oh man, this is this is life. Oh, by the way, the Lakers yes. uh, season. <laughs> The Lakers season what now? Yeah, the, the Lakers season ended, uh, which is another like part of the, the the why this part of the year is is so great because the Lakers season is is ba- LeBron James. Uh, you know season what? That's is a, that, officially over. That's a low blow. Yes, LeBron season is officially over, but the Lakers season is not. And you know, mm-hmm. I know that because I will be <laughs> going to my. I don't remember how many. Are you going to be pre-season. playing? You know, if they need me, I can give them a solid one trip up yeah. or down the floor, not both. Up or down. Uh, I don't know how many fouls I will be able to accrue in that one trip, but yeah. um, if Would anybody you foul needs more that, than Frank Vogel thinks, Wenyan Gabriel fouls. Wenyan Gabriel fouls a ton, by the way. <laughs> Wenyan Gabriel fouls a lot. He's not quite Travis Knight, though. Like the no, know. no, no. Or a Chris Mim used to foul a ton too. Oh my but he God. is not Travis. Travis. It was just Knight something was- about stiff white seven footers on the Lakers. They just had to foul. Did like was- uh, did Gasol foul a lot last year? I think he did. I don't really remember, he's but like, I think he like, did. All right, so he's white, but he's got some like brown to him. Like he, he's Spanish, so like there's rhythm involved with his kind of white. <laughs> Like there's, there's no there's no rhythm to Chris Mim or to Travis Knight. I don't. By the way, I don't know. Maybe this is Mark a, Matson probably maybe fouled the, a bunch. Maybe this is a maybe this is a South American thing and not a Spanish thing. But uh, so go ahead and make fun of me if I'm wrong. But are you saying uh, maybe maybe it's Brazilian? I don't know. But are you saying Marc Gasol can merengue? I wouldn't surprise me. Okay, that family. Like, I feel like that family's great at everything. Yeah, you're not kidding. So, like, I just saw Powell, he just put a, a, you know, speaking of golf, he just put out a video. He's out on some course. He has a nice swing for a seven-footer. I don't know. Do you golf? Have you ever golfed? Uh, those are two different questions. Do I right. golf? No. Okay. Have I ever? Yes. Um, not in, not in, oh, probably. Like, the, the, the only time I actually sort of played was probably... 25 years ago yeah i pretended that i was wow. gonna i pretended that i was gonna do it so i i played maybe i don't know i went to i went to the range kind of regularly and played maybe a half dozen rounds actually and then um in uh in portland when i lived in portland i played like once um pretending to play i was like what i don't know what is it called where you like alternate holes with somebody or mm-hmm. you can alternate shots on the same yeah. hole like you we were Best playing it was like four or... of us we were playing like two against two yeah. and after like the fourth hole 
I had broken most of my clubs. So <laughs> I decided that my partner was going to finish out the round uh, yeah. and I was just going to drive the cart and drink. That was my, uh, that's what I decided. It was so that was be. like, that was like you, that you took the Russell Westbrook on defense approach, right? Like you guys got this. I'm just going to be over here. We're good. Uh, yeah, except I was like focused and angry though. So, <laughs> well, um, he was focused and angry. He was focused and angry on the people who were annoyed with him for not playing defense. It seems like you know, he got angry. It just was misdirected. Misguided. Okay. So, so for whatever foibles Russ has had on defense this year, I would say that they are mostly tied to inattentiveness. Yeah. Um, and that was not, <laughs> that was not my problem in the one round of golf I've played in the last <laughs> 25 years. It was like anger, anger and fury and self-awareness that had, that, uh, let me know this was probably not the thing for me to continue doing with my day yeah. Yeah. Or, or with my life at that point either. Golf, golf is so funny. Cause you watch it, especially if you watch these guys play, you're like this. I mean, look at that. That, that can't be that hard. Ball's not moving. You're just kind of wandering around a grass field, you know, yeah, looks um... like just completely pleasant. And then, and then you get out there and you take your first swing ever and you're like, what the hell? How? Yeah. So what? I think I figured out why golf is such a miserable experience. Um, <laughs> it's because like, I love golf, by the way, like I've been playing golf since I was like five years old. All right. This so like, like people, one of my people that play, right. Like that are that play like, you know, whatever you're a, 10 handicap or your six mm -hmm. handicap or your 15 handicap or whatever people that like take it seriously and go play. They there's Devin. Shut up, Devin. Um, <laughs> that was a loud one, Devin. Uh, they MVP they MVP talk is getting close and Devin is pissed. I think they hit like the shot that they want to hit like one time out of 20. Yeah. You know, like that's PGA professionals probably hit the shot they want to hit like one time out of three or one time out of five, yeah. maybe mm -hmm. someone like me that is like, doesn't ever play, but goes out there every once in a while and has played a little bit and has gone to the range. Yeah. You know, whatever. 50 times. Maybe I hit the shot. I want to hit like one time out of 500 <laughs> <laughs> and the one's not that good because I'm not that good. So the one I'm like, Oh no, that actually it worked. Yeah, the ball went forward. Like one time out of 500. Like, that's not fun. That's miserable. <laughs> that is miserable. That's why I break clubs. Yeah, I, I, I or throw them in the water. Take your this, pick. Speaking of water, somebody, some, some poor bastard just hit into the water. So like they look pros, pros are just like us. <laughs> um, all right. Today, we are not going to spend the entirety of the time talking about golf, though. I would Perhaps love to. Perhaps we should. Though I would love to. I would love to talk about golf. I would love to go out and play golf um at do this it i got the time. show i'll just i'll just rant yeah i'll just sit all here right. and i'll just sit here and drink hennessy and rant all right i'll be i'll, I'll, I'll yeah, be go back. ahead just yeah. let me know when you're done um okay. so today we do have a lot to talk about the lakers season is unofficially over um has been they have been officially out of contention now for about half of a week and all of the postmortems, all of the cyas uh are are out there and a lot of it is indicating that those dastardly superstars forced everybody into trading for Russell Westbrook, which is just not true. That is not something that that is not a way that has been framed. Now, maybe those guys wanted 
Ross more than some other people in the organization. That's altogether true. That is actually they the did. case. <laughs> right, they did. Um, but the notion that Rob Polinka was stuck in a chair with his high, with his hands tied behind his back while Russ and uh, LeBron called in the trade to the league offices. I'm sorry, man, that's not how it really worked out. So we're going to talk about that and how the framing so far from the Lakers makes them look to the rest of the league and to the rest of the league superstars. Um, I want to talk about uh, as the Lakers are going to finally mercifully be put down this season, the uh, rest of the league, half of the rest of the league, is going to move on into postseason play. And I'm going to open it up to uh, applicants. If you are a fan of another team and you think I should root for your team. Now, look, my I don't have a, a great round of luck that I'm currently on. The Dodgers. <laughs> are you saying, are you, saying yeah. you joining another team's bandwagon might be the kiss of death? Is yeah, you might. Saying? Like you might. You, look, make the case why I shouldn't root for your team. Okay. Then. Um, <laughs> no, wait, will you make this public? Once you decide on a team, you yeah, will, I will, I will, be, I will claim your fandom Abby. and then I'll change the Avi. Watch, watch their games. No, you won't yeah. watch the, watch their games during the playoffs and like tweet their games as a fan of that yeah, team. Okay. I will. I will. So if you, if you are a fan of a different team, is what hit I me did up. last year, by the way, yeah, hit me up, make the case for yourself and I will root for your team. What we're going to do today though is kind of introduce ourselves to some of the cases that we might hear from fans on on some of that. Teams or fan bases I will not be hearing from. I will not take your team into account. Clearly, the Boston Celtics. That is not happening. Right. I will never, ever, 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 times infinity root for that team. Okay. So if you are a Celtics fan, you can make the case to yourself, but it's a giant middle finger coming back at you. Yeah, I think you're probably going to say the same thing about the Clippers, right? So here's my thing. They're are, we in a weird doing, tier. are we just doing this now since we're like starting? No, no, no. We'll, I'll, we'll, all right. We'll get Let, back. Let's, let's, right. Hold, let's hold off. Let's hold off. I was about and, to say ground rules, so we'll get back. Yeah. To, yeah. All right. So we'll, 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 get, we'll come back. We'll come back around to the ground rules on that. I just wanted to make it absolutely clear that Celtics fans, no. Um, and then to wrap things up, the Lakers, Mark Stein put out a report that the Lakers are looking for avenues to, uh, the, you know, to move Russell Westbrook, whether it's the, uh, whether it's trading him, the stretch and wave clause or the wave and stretch clause, um, or a buyout or something like that. Um, the Lakers and Russell Westbrook are mutually, I think, in agreement that it is time to move on. One scenario that was put forth by Mark Stein for, I think, the first time that we've actually seen this, like, definitively outlined was sending Russ to Charlotte. Uh, So we're going to talk a little bit about what that would look like and some behind-the-scenes stuff in a version of story time here that, uh, that will give some extra insight into the relationship at the ownership level between the two organizations. Phew! That was a lot. All right. Good thing let's, I'm not getting a haircut today. <laughs> the uh, the let's start though with the Lakers, the Leakers as they are, and uh, so far we have had uh, half a dozen postmortems with uh, you know spin and with leaking and with uh, people who want to get it out there 
why they may not be, why they should not be held responsible for this season to the extent that others should maybe be held uh, responsible for this season. And without getting into the specifics of it, the most kind of pervasive theme here has been uh, that the stars involved here, LeBron and AD, uh, really, really pressured the Lakers into a trade they otherwise did not want to do in acquiring Russell Westbrook. Um, Aaron, you and I have talked about this over the course of the season. That is just yeah. not true, right? I mean, it's partially true. Partially yeah. true. But it's um, not not to the extent that it's being presented. Uh, I Yes, I think that's fair. Um, like, the LeBron and AD were very much in favor of trading for Russ. That was what they wanted to do. Um, the amount of like pressuring and how, like, I, th I think you are correct in, I mean, <laughs> you were being hyperbolic, but at the beginning, but uh, at the beginning of the show, but no, like Rob was not like this. This was not done against Rob's will. He was not, you know, held at the proverbial gunpoint to do it. Mm -hmm. However, LeBron and AD very much decided that this was what they wanted. This was mm -hmm. this was option after a, speaking option to Russ one for them. And Russ made yes. the case like why, he, yes, how what he would, would do to make it work, and fit, and all of that. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that part is true. the The question becomes, and this is the like the narrative part of it for all parties involved, right? Um, because we've even heard AD talking about you know, in the, the games that he's the few games that he's played since he's been back when he's been uh, media available talking about, you know, we never got a chance to see what this team could do because it was the injuries, right? Are the injuries the reason that this team did not reach anywhere close to what the goals were, what the expectations were? Are the injuries the reason? No. Are the injuries a reason? Yes. Are the injuries maybe even the primary reason? Maybe. I think that line of thinking, though, can be dangerous because that may, if you think that the injuries were such a big factor, and the injuries were a big factor, but if you think the injuries were the factor, then that may cause you to miss um, some of the other issues, right? If you if you think that, it, well, oh, mm -hmm. the injuries, and if we were healthy, we would have been where we wanted to be. I think that that's dangerous thinking. So it's not... Um, it isn't just leaks. There are leaks, but it isn't just leaks. You know, people have been saying things publicly. So, but to go back to the original point is, I think the the narrative shaping, and it's coming from everywhere. It's not just, it's not just the front office. It's not just Frank. Mm -hmm. It's not just LeBron and Clutch and all of that. It's coming from everywhere and it's going to continue to come from everywhere. I think the real point of contention is, or the place in which you can shape the narrative. Yes, it's true that LeBron and AD decided this was what they wanted. Um, the um, the like the the point of contention and what's at at question here, and it doesn't really matter, but the place like the gray area where all parties can kind of like shift blame a little bit or dodge blame a little bit or whatever is how much pressure, right? Like. Yeah. Was Rob completely against this and was forced? No. Was this Rob's first choice? Probably not. So like all of that gray area, like how much pressure? And then there's a fair conversation to be had that 
even if Rob didn't want to do this or it wasn't his first idea, is this like a battle zone you want to have with LeBron and AD, right? Is this the line in the sand that you want to draw? At the perhaps time. It should, perhaps it should have been. At the time. You're yeah, saying. at the time, right? At, yeah, at the time, right? Yeah. Because it seems like a line in the sand was drawn at at the uh, at the all-star break. Or, yeah, at the trade deadline, rather, yes. So I think that's a fair part of the conversation, too, which is like Rob is having to weigh, is he lightly in favor of it is he completely in favor of it is he lightly against it is he completely against it and where he falls on that spectrum he has to weigh like okay is this the battleground that i want to have or do i want to have it later with lebron and ad like next summer which is this coming summer like so all of those things are are a factor i don't think that rob was completely against it um so I don't think that is a fair characterization or an accurate characterization, but there, that is where like how much influence LeBron and AD and clutch and whatever had and how much pressure they exerted, I think is kind of where the battleground is for, for all of the narrative shifting. It's the gray area uh, for all the, uh, for all the narrative shifting or blame assigning. So here's my thing. Clearly, man, I'm I'm gonna try to be I'm gonna try to make this statement without requiring you to tell me that uh, Hennessy is delicious. All right, because I do want to have a back and forth on this. Sure. Um, even if the thought process here was all right, I'm not gonna fight as hard on this right now, so that I have a few extra chips in my stack later um that i guess it's hard for me to to read that or hear that reading of the situation and think to myself that that is a a tenable way for an organization to move forward and now that isn't to say that it's unique that's a lot that's how all of these situations and these relationships work where you know, if if one power broker is pulling in one direction and another is pulling in a different direction, at some point there is going to have to be compromise. At some point, a decision is going to have to be made. And the people who pulled in the hardest in the direction of the of, of the decision that was made, they are at the end of the day going to accept the lion's share of that accountability. That's only, however, if both of those power brokers are on even footing within the within the organization sure and i just i don't think i don't think that's the case here i feel like like i feel like palinka given he's the vice president of, of, of basketball operations he is the final say uh, when it comes to these decisions and the direction that the lakers go in so if you're to tell me that LeBron and AD and Clutch have exactly or had at the time of the decision exactly as much power as Rob Palinka, then I don't think that, that that's, I mean, we, they, they were always going to arrive at a bad decision, whether it was Russ this time or a different one. And the fact that the two sides apparently, you know, couldn't get on the same page and, and it felt to one side to uh that that they were forced into a decision 
Um, like that's that's that this working relationship was never going to last. And I think that's my biggest takeaway here above the Russell Westbrook trade in and of itself. It's that, oh, maybe Rob, maybe Rob didn't quite grasp how things maybe were actually going to, maybe Clutch thought things worked differently when they made this partnership with the Lakers. Well, okay. So LeBron is like a unique figure in this mm-hmm. um, because no player has ever had as much power as right. LeBron has. And in my opinion, should have. Um, all right. So <laughs> I'm no longer married, but I was married once you, you are married now and you have a child. So in your partnership, ultimately there has to be a final say, mm-hmm. right? In your case, it's probably your wife, and it Avery, probably should be your wife. Right? Avery, Avery has. Oh, Avery's. Friend. But yeah, but what is... I mean is like, let's say for a decision as it relates to Avery, mm-hmm. right? And you, Avery and your makes wife, it like she, Avery makes the decision anyway. She's deciding. I'm. I know. I don't feel like getting potty trained right now. So so, but so like you, if you and your wife disagree on something, right? There is a final decision maker because it's going to go one way or the other. It probably is your wife, and it definitely should be your wife. However, in yeah, your case, not, in, not in all cases in your case. The smarter one should be making right. the decisions, yeah. But, so when she is the final decision maker, she is also probably, and if she is, your wife is very, very smart. Um, and smart people also figure out times to pick their battles, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and to say like the partnership isn't going to last or isn't going to work. Well, like LeBron has, this has happened before with other teams, mm-hmm. but the other thing that comes with LeBron and all of the flack that he gets for being maybe the best player ever and maybe the worst GM ever kind of stuff. He wins titles, right? He's won a title everywhere mm-hmm. outside of his first tenure in Cleveland, everywhere he's gone, he's won a title. So I think it is kind of like a, a complicated thing where like, Maybe and and again, I'm not saying Rob was completely against the trade. And if it's and if it's frame being framed that way or being leaked that way, um, I don't think that's accurate. But per, should Rob, if he was against this, should he have drawn the line in the sand there? Maybe I would argue yes. Okay, like I mean, but that also like depending on how against it he actually was. Right. Yeah. Was well, he that's yeah, that's fa- thing, was he though. lightly in favor? Was he mostly in favor? Was he lightly against? Was he definitively against? Right. So all of that, all of that gray area is a factor. And then I would say to your point about what kind of influence or power LeBron and Clutch have, I think we we did see if if the rumors and the reporting around the trade deadline are to be believed. Um, and there was a, a significant amount of it. It seems to me that a line in the sand was drawn about the power dynamic between the franchise, the Lakers organization, and LeBron. Um, and you could argue that that was too late. That's fair. But this is kind of this is kind of the cost of doing business with LeBron. And I think rightfully so because champ- because he's the best player ever and championships come along. Right, but like I guess I guess 
once you once you ignore this as the line in the sand, I don't think you can try to draw one. Like it's hard to draw a line in the sand as you're giving up ground. Sure, but you and I, you and I didn't think this was going to work, right? Right, right. Beforehand, you and I mm-hmm. both didn't think this was going to work. I internally said that I didn't think it was going to work. You and I both were, and you were saying like. I didn't get talked into it working. You sort of got talked into it working mm-hmm. about here are the ways that it could work. And I agreed with that. There are ways it can work. I just didn't think there was any evidence to suggest that those changes to Russ's game were going to be made. Um, but even saying that, Russ was like pretty damn good at the end of last year, right? He has been, he has fallen off even the like Russ was good at, at at certain things, even elite at certain things, and not so great at a handful at certain things. And so I thought it was going to be more of a fit issue, which it was. Mm-hmm. But in addition to the fit issue, Russ just wasn't any good. Like yeah. put the fit aside, Russ just wasn't yeah. very good this year by his standards. So I think like it is fair to say like eh, maybe this isn't the line that I'm going to draw because Russ. Like, like at the end of last year, Russ was <laughs> Russ was like a destroyer of worlds. Russ was like really good for the Wizards at the end of last year. So I think what we know now about Russ and like I think a little bit is confirmation bias, right? Because you and I didn't think it was going to work, and it it hasn't worked in the ways we didn't think it was going to work. But what we know now is not what we knew last off season when the trade was made. So. I think we have to remember that in deciding if that was the line that should have been drawn, right? Like this, if you're trading for Russ, what we've seen now, absolutely. But if you're trading for the Russ after, you know, his last couple months in Washington last year, it's like, it is a different conversation. Here's, here's the, here's the thing though. The Lakers should have known that they couldn't provide the same kind of situation that allowed Russ to flourish. They didn't have, they couldn't or didn't couldn't like they don't they couldn't look unless unless you think that the outlier season that that ad had from deep in the bubble was going to continue forward um and by the way like that we're talking about a single season that he shot that way the rest of his career he has shot well below those averages um unless you thought that that was going to continue and they had by the way a season's worth of data that it would that would indicate that no that wasn't going to continue it did not continue sure um then like and several seasons worth of data that that's what russ needs to thrive yeah right like we you look russ russ took off in houston when they traded capella and they basically made russ the center and they allowed him yeah robert robert covington robert covington was the tallest guy on the floor for right and they gave him they gave him entire courts with which to operate right um washington same kind of deal that like you know they 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 did not have a traditional center out there and he was, he was good with he was good with in he was good throwing lobs to daniel gafford in the eight minutes that daniel gafford <laughs> was out there so so but the other 40 though when he <laughs> <laughs> the other 40 looked a certain way out there in terms of what he saw in a basketball court and so like i don't know like it, it i just there's the thing i keep coming back to here is that like that in order for all of this to have worked, not just Russ, but the rest of the roster, they were asking players to do a whole bunch of things that they have never done before. 
Kent Bazemore, we're going to need you to start and play more than 20 minutes. That's never happened. Trevor Ariza, we need you to look like not a corpse. Well, that didn't look like the, to be the case at the end of the, the season prior. Talon Horton Tucker, we need you to be a 3 and D wing. He does neither 3 nor D. So, like... <laughs> hey, he had 40 like, last night. Hold on. He had 40 <laughs> last night. I don't know. <clears throat> well, so... I think, I, think, I think for me, it's just like... It's just... If, if you, as Rob Palenka are not willing to draw the line in the sand on that move as that is a organizationally transformational move yes. that that completely alters the direction of your organization one way or another yes if that isn't where you're willing to put your foot down and not stand for something that you might not be up for then like i'm sorry i don't know what other word to use than cowardice because if it's if you're going to tell if you're going to tell people after the fact no i i, I swear that was that was those guys over there. Those, those were those dastardly superstars. They they, you Here know. You go. <laughs> if if that if that like if you if if that's how if that's how it's going to be presented by the organization or from people within the organization afterward, and you're willing to do that. And by the way, we haven't even talked about what this means for like how the rest of the league and the rest of the league stars view them. Like if you're the one thing that like the the player empowerment era has kind of signaled to me is that stars want that empowerment, but they don't want the accountability that comes with that empowerment. The Lakers sure. that's human nature. Sure. Well, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, but this is, this is kind of, this is the empowerment. They got the, they got the guy that they wanted to trade for, but it, it's also a lot of the account, all of the accountability after the fact that the organization is like now telling everybody who can read, Hey, this was those guys. That was those guys. You you got you don't like this season. You didn't like how this season played out. That was those guys. And so if I'm another star in the NBA, I'm and I'm going to say like, wait. So when things go wrong, you're just going to throw me under the bus? That's how this working relationship is going to is going to go. Like, well, that, I'm not I'm not sure if I'm a star. I'm signing well, up for that. Look, we're gonna we're gonna and we have been. We've been hearing from not LeBron, but we've been hearing from LeBron's camp yeah. too, right? Um. I think people around this is not also not a unique situation. I mean, it's it is it's always somewhat unique because it's LeBron and it's always somewhat unique because it's the Lakers and combine those two things that makes this situation unique. But it is not unique in the NBA for seasons that don't go well or moves that don't go well for people to share yeah. to right. share well, their we knew, their view we knew of how the this event. was going to go for a reason because we've seen it play like, out elsewhere this is not a uniquely lakers phenomenon this is not a uniquely lebron phenomenon the combination of the two right the biggest brand in the nba and both in player and team combining that makes it unique right i we've i've said on this show like the only two people that anybody actually cares about in the NBA are LeBron and Steph, right? As far as clicks and interaction and ratings and mm -hmm. viewership and all of that. Um, and the Lakers are the brand of the NBA. So combining LeBron and uh, the Lakers is unique um, because LeBron gets more coverage than anybody and the Lakers get more coverage than anybody. And there are plenty of people that love to hate both LeBron and the Lakers. So the Lakers struggling so mightily this year has been like the Lakers this season has gotten more coverage of any like just randomly bad basketball team. Yeah. Right. 
the Lakers are the 11 seed, and there have been are still have leading been like, are still leading like days after they've been eliminated are still a topic of conversation on all the you know debate morning debate shows. Mm-hmm. So, but this isn't like this isn't unique in the NBA landscape, and stars are and players in general are probably more aware of how all of this stuff works than maybe you're giving them credit for. Like, I think it's people are still going to want to play with for the Lakers and come to the Lakers. They also know like what it means to have LeBron, right? What it means to play with LeBron or to have LeBron on your team. They're very aware of that also. And so I don't like, does it look good? No, but I don't think it is like particularly damaging because like people in the NBA know what this is. Here's where I think it is somewhat unique. Um, and and like you're saying, like you're you're saying it. This isn't run of the mill, right? You're saying it's always there's always going to be some unique aspect to it. It's unique because it's Le- the combination of LeBron and the Lakers, but it is n- not a unique occurrence around the NBA for when things don't go well. You know, like Darryl I don't Murray, know that Daryl Daryl Morey has done this a ton. Ha- has he done it like this definitively though? But Where- also, to be fair, we don't know that this is Rob. Is it like? Could That's it be fine. Rob? Maybe. Could it be somebody around Rob? Maybe. Could it be somebody else in the front office? Maybe. Like, well, but like then we could we could play we could roll out the exercise of like, all right, who does this stand to benefit? Sure. Why would somebody want this out there? Like, right. The, yeah, the yeah, answers yeah, if you if you go through that exercise do lead you back to Rob. Right? Rob or or Rob and, or and, someone and, who thinks they have Rob's best interest in mind. Yes. Right. Right. Or you're right. Like that's what I was gonna say. And look, by the way, we might be heading towards a, a divorce between Clutch and the Lakers. Like, if not this season, it's going to happen. Like, we, we know, like LeBron isn't going to be a Laker forever. And uh, given the way that this season played out, like, it wouldn't surprise me if, like, there's just, like, the, both sides here say, like, all right, guys, we, we, we did this. We got our championship together. When? We'll just go our separate ways. When? Uh, I don't know. I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if it happened, like, at the end of next year. I, I, here's, here's, here's a hot, here's a fiery uh-oh, take. Uh-oh, all right, hold on. Let me, let me mute my mic here and just drink my Hennessy so I can let you cook. Go. I am not, officially, I am not standing on this. Whatever yeah. you're about to say, I am not standing on officially. Muting my mic, cook. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice, quick, simple, concise take that might get me in a little bit of heat. Those are your favorites. Yeah. It's a non-zero chance that LeBron has played his last game for the Lakers. Non-zero. Not saying how much more than zero, but I think it's a non-zero chance. There is a zero chance LeBron has played his last game for the Lakers. I'm going non-zero. I'm going non-zero. Well, the only way that happens, so you are, okay, like... If it in was a world right. where any in a world where literally anything is possible, fine. But LeBron, <laughs> what you the were world might end tomorrow. Therefore, non-zero. What you are suggesting is uh, that they're either <laughs> either the NBA shuts down permanently <laughs> this off season, uh-huh. or uh, maybe there's uh, a 29th wave of COVID that yeah. stops the NBA for however many years LeBron has left in his career. Let me. Or what you're actually suggesting is the Lakers. There is a non-zero chance the Lakers trade LeBron this offseason i'm nodding i 
Here's my thing. I would be. Let me. Let me. I don't know. Let me go first take. Let me go first take, and let me just present present the case. And again, I'm saying non-zero. It could be like we could be talking about one percent. In which case, like it's one percent is like a real thing. When you said non-zero, I was thinking you were mean. You were you were talking about like a point zero 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 zero. You know, in perpetuity, and then one at the end percent chance. All right. Here's here's here's. Here's what got me to arrive at this place. And I, I look, I wasn't going to go here on the show. I was going to kind of work this out and, and, and like, like throw it in the slack and see what people's responses would be. You're, you're but, workshopping these takes without the, the safety net of slack first. You're just working them out live. Not live. I mean, this is, I, I know well, unless you're going to edit this out, which I am interested to hear if you will. <laughs> and you probably won't make that decision until after you give the next. No, 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 no. I'm not, I, I'm not going to edit it out. I'm not, I'm just going to, I'm just going to fire at the hip. Just like I, right. like with, when you guys get angry at my tweets, this is the, the, the same, this is the same workflow process that goes into the tweets that you guys hate. Okay. So if, if LeBron got traded by the Lakers this off season, how different would things have looked over the course of the season than they did? Like, wait, if LeBron gets, got traded last like so so let, like let's just let's just jump up like let's jump to july and lebron has already been traded right in this hypothetical lebron has already been traded you're talking about this coming off season this coming off season all right okay so again this is a purely hypothetical thing um that i'm that i'm i'm a scenario that i'm presenting you lebron has been traded it's now july he has been traded and and you would everybody there'd be the postmortems being written about the LeBron James Lakers era, mm-hmm. and how different would that final year look from how this year played out, where the Lakers apparently weren't on the same page in acquiring a superstar that LeBron wanted. Um, they they relented and they traded for him, and it was a disaster. So right then and there, that is an organizational shift that the Lakers weren't happy about, and it didn't work out well in in their favor. Um, now the Lakers are on the hook for $47 million of a Russell Westbrook that they didn't want in the first place. And then they now have to take on long-term money, which we'll talk about here in a bit. Which to you'll get talk rid about of, here in a bit. <laughs> which I'll talk about here in a bit. Um, so that's so that's the starting point of the season. Um, from there, uh, the, the Lakers have relented over the course of LeBron's tenure. They, uh, they started the relationship, the working relationship with Clutch, with KCP. Which worked out fine. Helped them get LeBron. They traded all of their also, uh, also helped and, them. Also helped win a title. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that it. it, it look, yeah. I would. I would take this working relationship. Um. So so they trade for uh, Anthony Davis, and they send out um, basically a decade's worth of tanking to be able to go out and get Anthony Davis, win a championship again. The year after that, they go out and they sign Montrezl Harrell, a clutch uh, a clutch client who um, did not fit, was not able to play in the postseason, has not been able to play in the postseason for now, multiple postseasons running. Um, that didn't work out. And then after that, like I said, the following offseason, they, they they turn around, they do the rust trade at the behest, apparently, of LeBron and AD, and it doesn't work out. AD has missed half of the games over the last two seasons since they won a championship. LeBron James has missed, what, roughly a third of the games uh, since since the Lakers won a championship? Um, LeBron, uh, you know, is, is 
had flirted over the all-star break with the notion of, hey, Cleveland looks pretty good over there. Wow, look at the job Sam Presti is doing. Less need, fuck them picks. All of that stuff uh, occurred. So you had the you had the side swiping and the, sh- the fires shot across bows that you would normally see heading into a detanglement. And then, and then finally, in this last offseason here, they all could just kind of sit back and look at the situation and say, look, we aren't, we aren't positioned to get ourselves back into serious championship uh, contention. Do you want to go back to, do you want to go back to Cleveland where you have a better shot at that? And maybe he says, yeah, I think so. And so like, all I did was present what it might look like. Okay. And a lot of it are boxes that we've checked along the way. So I'm saying like non-zero being at most 1% that it could possibly happen. I just don't know how different it would look if it did. Okay, I don't know what is um, what is more extreme than shocked, um, <laughs> gobsmacked, flabbergasted, bamboozled. Bamb- yeah. um, no, because bamboozled indicates that like someone did something to you, someone tricked you, so no. Um, whatever- I tricked you to come on this show. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> whatever is like, three orders of magnitude more shocked than shocked <laughs> i would be that if lebron got traded this off oh i thought you were saying you were that shocked that this is my take no <laughs> no you come you come with all kinds of wild shit so no no take that you have su- even surprises me anymore i like no no that i'm not even surprised by anything you say anymore that take I, is a result of dealing with the post office all morning, by the way. The frustrations okay. that I have been fighting okay. with these these MFers. Well, I'm glad I got to... Uh, hey, U.S. government, accept this- debit, you assholes. Who writes checks anymore? No one. I'm glad I got to be a part of your therapy session. I don't know why your therapy <laughs> session included a preposterous idea of trading LeBron. However... You know, what? by the way, I went out to... Uh, here, I'm going to do my little name drop. I went out to... Um, uh, to go watch i went to watch the uh warriors and lakers last night at a place well, i'm not gonna name it up with a couple people um and so the first place we we were going to go i walk in we're gonna meet at 6 30 um i walk in i'm there a little early i walk in i sit down i'm about to order a drink and and uh the bartender says uh i just gotta let you know something I'm like, uh, okay, this is, we're off to a strange start here. Uh, our internet is down. And I go, okay, I don't need your Wi-Fi. <laughs> like, why are you telling me this? She said, oh, we can't, we can't accept cards. So we're only, we're cash only. And I said, um, all right, like until how long? Cause I'm thinking like, oh, your internet will be back in 15 yeah. minutes and I'll sit here, order stuff. And by the time she was like, yeah, I have matter. no idea. It's been down a while. I have no idea. I go, who the fuck carries cash anymore? What? Like, no, no, I will be leaving now. I'm not. Like, they have manual. You you could take credit card information and they have that. Like that, that oh, thing. they used to have the thing, the like little slider yeah, thing. That that slider thing. Dude, I worked in retail. I had to do that. We had a, we had a Christmas. Um, With the, what was it? The carbon paper? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Like we had a. That took the information. Yeah. Yeah, we it was a it was a Christmas it was a it was a Christmas retail week, and uh, I was at Golfsmith at the time, and our our internet went down, and I had to what you have to do there. I felt bad for my manager. What you have to do is you take all the information, and then after the fact, when the internet gets back, you now have to oh, you have to input it, input it manually. Oh, 
Oh, so, so that yeah, they used to have night. those things where you would put the card in it, and it was like, I don't know, they they would have the thing where you would like slide the top piece over, and it would like imprint the card, um, and then you'd have to sign it. But they also sometimes like if they didn't have one of those, they would get one of those like carbon transfer sheets and put it on top of your card. God, I'm old. So this was back in the day. And yeah. they would you would take like a the a pen or a pencil, the flat side of it, and like rub it over it so that it would transfer the uh if you didn't have one of those machines, those manual machines. Um anyway, yeah, nobody carries cash anymore. So I was I was uh that I was reminded of that when you were uh talking about your post op mm-hmm. experience. LeBron is not getting traded this offseason. Okay. I'm just seeing I'm just saying that my it's it's a take. It's not something that I'm saying is definitively going to happen, but it's 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 in the back of my mind. You know, I, I, okay. I don't think I look, if you're telling me it's out of the question, then I, I, I believe you. LeBron you haven't given me bad information to this point. LeBron is not going to trade it. How about this? I see no scenario. Okay. Let me, let me, let me slightly backpedal. I see. See, see it starts. <laughs> <laughs> I see no scenario uh-huh. in which LeBron gets traded. Okay unless oh unless and this has not happened and i don't think this will happen unless he comes to the team and says he wants to be traded that's which exactly, i also don't see happening that's but, exactly the, the 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 scenario i just presented to you I, that's not happening either but okay. all right that is not happening either but uh-huh. lebron is not getting traded all right